Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. We all know the story of the 1980 national champs, but the fan is bringing you the stories you've never heard. From Coach Dooley, Herschel, Buck Ballou, and tons of others from the UGA 1980 National Championship team. Buck Ballou going to pitch it to Herschel. No block. He's going to try to turn around and go the other way. Buck Ballou block. 15, 10. Herschel smells it and scores. Academy Sports and Outdoors presents UGA 40. Sponsored by Superior Plumbing and Southern Link Wireless. Mike Donna, With Buck Ballou. Welcome to UGA 40, hashtag champions. I'm Buck Ballou, your host, and honored to be the quarterback of the 1980 Georgia Bulldogs undefeated national championship team. And we are here to celebrate the 40th anniversary of that special season in the upcoming episodes. I'll take you on a deep dive into the big games and memorable plays with Herschel Walker, Coach Vince Dooley, Lindsey Scott, Scott Warner, Mike Cavan, and many, many more, including insight from Gators quarterback Wayne Peace and Ole Miss quarterback John Fercade. We'll brag on Eric Russell, too. This is going to be a special trip down memory lane. The journey to the 1980 championship really started in 1979. 79 was an up-and-down season. We finished 6-5. and five. Disappointing, but there was reason to have hope. After three straight losses to start the season, we bounced back, won four in a row, finished 5-1 and one in the SEC, and I believe we were close, and I'm talking about close to being legit. We had enough talent coming back to contend for the SEC title, but our I-formation offensive scheme needed a difference maker at running back. If we could just sign Herschel Walker, who was the nation's top-rated player and just happened to be growing up in Wrightsville, Georgia, all the top college programs wanted Herschel, and we needed him to stay home and play for the Bulldogs. I asked both Coach Vince Dooley and running back Coach Mike Cavan about Herschel's critical recruitment. I really felt like that we had a great team coming back, but there was one missing link to the puzzle. And that was the tailback. Walker is on the boards with 9.5 speed in the 100-yard dash. And at 6'1 and a half, 215, he's prime stuff. Insiders say it's Georgia or Clemson. There was no question that he was a great player. And I knew that he would be a great player. My only question is, how fast was he going to be a great player? I guess that Mike Cabin probably took out citizenship in Johnson County. And rightful, they were down there. Uh, almost every week just to be around. Well, I, I think it was that important. I think it was that important to our, to our football program. Uh, I think the other thing, too, that Coach Dooley uh, was bound, determined not to lose another great running back in the state of Georgia. You know, we had, George Rogers had been a couple years before and gone to South Carolina. Uh, William Andrews had gone to Auburn. Uh, James Brooks had gone to Auburn. All these guys, they were great running backs that we had lost. 
Have you narrowed it down to a number of schools? Well, not really. Like, I, I, I don't hold a grudge against anyone, and I don't hate any school. I love them all. Well, of course, we're anxious, and uh, every school is. And we wish that he would make an early decision. Obviously, he's not going to. It was a long process. I mean, it started when when Herschel was I. I first time I saw him, I think he was a sophomore in high school. Uh, the last few months was, you know, solely dedicated to him. I mean, that's that's where I spent my time. And and of course, everybody helped. All the other coaches helped. They had just as big a part as I did. All uh, Steve Greer, Wayne McDuffie. Uh, and then, of course, you uh, being already here, uh, you know, I, I called on your services many times, you and Lindsay, to go watch him play basketball. I yeah. know y'all did that several times for me. But uh, so we did everything that, that we could. We did everything that was uh, that we needed to be done uh, to get him. These streets in Wrightsville have been traveled by recruiters from as far away as Southern California and Notre Dame and as close as Tech in Georgia. He was the last player in the country and certainly the last great player in the country because he was the number one recruit in the whole country. And uh, so they just, they kept staying down there until finally he made his decision. Uh, we had gone over to uh, Duluth, my, my wife's home, Becky's hometown, to spend Easter with her parents. And, and lo and behold, wouldn't you know that halfway through the day, I get a call from Bob Newsom in uh, Wrightsville and Bob said, He's ready to sign. I said, great. <laughs> so we, I took back off back, back to Athens and got Coach Dooley and Coach Greer. And we headed out and went to Riceville that day. Of course, my wife, Barbara, will never forget it because uh, I had promised her that we would go to Boston where her uh, brother was in medical school and we would take the kids up there uh, for the Easter vacation. And so come uh, Wednesday, she said, what time are we leaving in the morning? I said, Barbara, I can't go. And man, you can imagine the reaction. What do you mean you can't go? She, I said, Herschel has not signed. Well, she she immediately, when she has a thought, as you know, Barbara, it comes right out. And she says, well, who does he think he is? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know who he think he is, but I know who I think he is. We all were waiting for the missing piece. You know the the running game that that, that you knew, and of course, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure you wish it wouldn't have turned out quite as much. You might have got to throw the ball a little bit more. Herschel Walker of Johnson County. I'm Bill Hartman, Five News Scene. Herschel's special Easter Sunday announcement put the Bulldog Nation on fire, and you could feel it. Suddenly, expectations were through the roof. And I was really encouraged about the guys we had. Uh, the offensive line featured four seniors. We had playmakers at wide receiver with Lindsey Scott and Amp Arnold. Two young, talented tight ends in Brown and Kay. Two tough fullbacks in Womack and Stewart. And over on the defensive side, Irk led a defense that featured two absolute studs on the defensive line in Jimmy Payne and Eddie Meek Cleaver Weaver. We had tough guys, Ross and Nate Taylor in the middle playing inside linebacker. And our secondary featured a Hall of Fame cornerback in Scott Warner and three other seniors. We had young talent, experienced leaders, plus an outstanding coaching staff. And now we had an elite running back. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. 
Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. I think we all thought we had a good chance because we had a lot of guys coming back, a lot of seniors, uh, you know, had you coming back at quarterback, uh, Lindsey at uh, wide receiver, had a lot of experience in a lot of places, didn't have a running back, uh, but we had signed one that we thought had a chance to be, and then we just waited to see what happened. Offensive lineman, Hugh Nall. We had a great senior class, that, you know, lucky to be a part of, and then the, a couple of years of recruiting that, were exceptional that that you certainly know about. I remember it as uh, it, it was just a feeling of camaraderie that uh, you know just unheard of. Linebacker and team captain Frank Rise. Yeah, I felt I felt like we had a, a good core group of, of of players at each position, and I felt like one of the missing pieces that we needed was a transformational running back. Wide receiver Lindsey Scott. I felt good about it. I think I felt good about it. I think our our schedule was uh, was comparable. And to be honest with you, I wasn't I wasn't thinking national championship. I was thinking having a good year. But I think we had a good group of guys. I mean, we had some solid guys on the offensive line. And then you go back to receiver. And I felt me and Amp had some experience, man. We were, you know, we were, I was in my junior year. He was a senior, but we had played we had played a lot of football at Georgia. Even our tight ends with Norris Brown and Kay and those guys. I mean, we were pretty solid. In other words, we had some guys that had played a lot of football and we had some experience. Running back Herschel Walker. Well, you know, I, I think the, the thing that stood out the most is how close it, uh, the team was. You know, uh, my little hometown in Wrightsville, Georgia, you know, we had a small little team and you knew everybody on the team. And it was sort of like a, a, a little family going to UGA, you know, have just such a big team. There's so many players from all over the country. I knew we had good senior leadership and it seemed like everybody was good at practice. So you didn't know what to expect. Preseason camp was obviously interesting. Herschel didn't really jump out in the scrimmages, but I thought he looked good. Even guys like Lindsey Scott recall thinking he was holding back a little bit. Herschel never really showed his hand. I don't think he ever really showed his hand. And and there were some questions, what what do we have here? And then this is stuff that I think Coach Dula said, what do we have? We have a big, stiff fullback. Offensive lineman Tim Morrison. Obviously coming from a 1A high school, he had not been challenged in the uh, in the college ranks. And when he got to Georgia, he was running scout team when he first got there. Frank Rise. Well, obviously, you know, on the defensive side, you're excited to go against this super superstar that, that's been touted as the only player that could go from high school to pro ball by Gil Brandt of the Dallas Cowboys. And so you're thinking, okay, this guy must be really, really something. On the first day of hitting in, on seven on seven, Obviously, you know where the ball is going between the tight end and the tackle. And I do remember when he came to practice, first time he lined up and we had a little scrimmage, we gave the ball to Herschel and everybody's eyes were looking what Herschel was going to do 
a little meat cleaver on the other side wanted to pay his respects to Herschel and welcome him to Georgia football and the conference football. And he hit Herschel, I mean, and did it. And Herschel did a flip. And the first play that gave him the ball, and then Nate, myself, and Meat Cleaver, really, really nailed him at the line of scrimmage. And of course, we're all fired up, talking smack. And he did something that I think to this day helped establish his, his position on the team. And I remember as soon as he hit the ground, though, he jumped up and quickly was back in the huddle. He put the ball down and jogged back to the huddle, didn't say a word. And that told me more about Herschel on that first play than anything else, I knew he was here to stay. This is Jay Cunningham, owner of Superior Plumbing, with the only four-time heavyweight champion of the world, the real deal, Evander Holyfield. You know, I think I've got the best dog bark that there is. I don't think so. I think mine better than yours. Gotcha. Who had the better bark? Let us know on social media. Hashtag GA Bark Off J or Hashtag GA Bark Off Real Deal. Happy 40th anniversary from Superior Plumbing. So we ended camp pretty healthy, and the focus turned to the season opening game in Knoxville against the Tennessee Volunteers. You know, these SEC road games, folks, they're not often easy, and this one's set up to be a tough test. We were expecting a tough four-quarter battle. Man, we ended up getting one. 95,288 fans, including some 12,000 for Georgia, are here to see Southeastern Conference opener, season opener game, Tennessee and Georgia. It's football time in Tennessee. That's one of the greatest places in the country to play, whether you're wearing the orange or whether you're wearing the red and black or whatever it might be. Frank Ross and I were, went out for the toss of the coin, and I remember just it being a, a nervous night. They had a heck of a ball team that year. Them and Notre Dame were probably the best team we played all year. You remember how hot it was? I remember, I think I had to change. <laughs> <laughs> the stadium is jam-packed. It's hot and rather muggy. The temperature in the low 90s. Well, I, you know, we had a heck of a atmosphere environment. It was a 105 degrees, I think, in that stadium. They ran out of ice. Everybody that went at fans were dying. So it was a wild night. And you're right, uh, Tennessee played well, and we didn't play very well in the first half. The volunteers breaking the huddle as Oshesky brings them up. Actually, it is not quite a first down. About a yard shy. Let's see what happens here. Oshesky on goal to go. Here's Oshesky keeping, turning, turning, driving. Touchdown, Tennessee! Mike Miller, as you see from the end zone, simply gets by himself what great speed Tennessee has on the outside. The Volunteers lead 15 to nothing. So we rolled into halftime trailing 15 to 2. It was not looking good, especially on offense. We had some snap issues going on. We had to get that cleaned up. Myself and Hugh Nall, and that was embarrassing. Really, though, we, we hadn't really had anything going on successfully on offense in the first half, so we needed a spark. And I knew where that was going to come from. Georgia now trailing, gives the ball off to a new tailback. That's freshman Herschel Walker. But I remember Mike Cavan going over to Vince Dooley at halftime in the visitors' locker room. Uh, I was eavesdropping a little bit on the conversation, and Cavan and Hafner spoke, and believe Mike was telling George Hafner, our offensive coordinator, you need to go tell Coach Dooley we're going to start the freshman, Herschel Walker, in the second half of the game. We need to right. go ahead and go with him in the second half. And, I recall Hafner telling Cavan, well, 
I agree with you, but I'm not going to tell Coach Dooley that. Uh, why don't you right. go tell him? And, and, boy, Kevin didn't hesitate. He walked right, right. over. Right. Uh, told Coach uh, Coach Dooley this is what we needed to do with Herschel. And as I remember, Coach Dooley said, well, put him on in there. And then we saw some big things in the second half out of Hirsch. And I don't know if I made the comment. I may have. I, I don't remember. But I do remember that, uh, you know, it was said that, hey, guys, uh, we got to get Herschel in the game. You know, he had played a little bit in the first half, if you remember. Right. And it, not much, but he, he'd caught a pass in the flat and made a couple. It wasn't big time things, but it was enough to, where you could see he had a chance, you know. And we all, we all agreed. And so that's when George looked at me and said, well, go tell Coach Dooley. And I said, me tell him? You go tell him. I said, you're the offensive coordinator, but he wouldn't do it. So I had to go. And, of course, Coach Dooley was in this room by himself, you know, and I asked Coach, this is what we kind of think as a staff, that, you know, we think that, you know, that we, we got to have a chance to win this game. And fortunately, we were down 15 to nothing. And uh, Coach Dooley at that time, you know, he would say, that's fine, go ahead. If we'd have been ahead, it would, you know, it wouldn't have happened. But we were behind, and uh, so he listened, and uh, and we started in the second half. Played, that was it. From then on, it was Herschel all the way then. Tennessee 15, Georgia 2, ball resting at the volunteer 40-yard line. Ballou to the near side, pumping, pitching downfield, complete, Scott, 35, down to the 30, down to the 25, down to the 20, still on his feet at the Tennessee 16-yard line. Yeah, now look, I have to uh, come clean on one one play there in the, the second half. I hit you on a dig, the deep crossing route, and I had no idea. I could not see. The vision was blocked. I was about to get hit back in the pocket. Uh, I just uh, threw one up for grabs, basically, hoping that you would be right where you needed to be and I when I heard a small uh, group of fans cheering I knew that you had come down with that football for a big first down we made the completion maybe one or two plays before he ran over base was the completion that you're talking about on the dig route across the middle and we had got some momentum we had created some momentum there he goes down to the 16 yard line and Georgia with new life has it first down and 10 to go going into that first game we we had a plan, at least I had a plan, that uh, we would start uh, three tailbacks. Each would have two series. Well, when he came in, there was no question in anybody's mind because he won the job in front of the team, in front of the fans, and in front of the coaches. And we started him the second half. So he was the missing piece. Well, I remember Coach Kevin tell, telling me, uh, I think at halftime now we're going to get a chance to play a little bit more uh, and now we're going to get into the game. This has not been a night for old lady luck. Georgia knocking on the door. They're on the Tennessee 16. Tennessee has dominated this one. They gave us a break. We couldn't use it. Then we gave them a couple. 15-2 Tennessee leading. Crowd roaring against Georgia, trying to make them drop it so they can't hear. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. Five. 10, 12, he's running over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker. My God almighty, he ran right through two men. Herschel ran right over two men. They had him dead away inside the nine. Herschel Walker went 16 yards. He drove right over Orange Church, just driving and running with those big fives. My God, a freshman. 15-8. You think this isn't big right here? Do you realize what has happened in this thing tonight? 
Tennessee in a 7-4, and Rick sticks it up, and it's in there good. Once he made the run over Bates, that just lit a fire under everybody. When he did what he did, breaking through there and running over Bill Bates, we were all, you know, our jaws dropped. We hadn't seen that in practice. You look at that run I had against Bill Bates, I'm sorry, it opened up like the Sea of Moses. That hole opened up so large, it was absolutely incredible. And I think Bill Bates just, but just having to be the, the person that was in the way because yeah. I, all I had to do was run. And that's what I always tell people, guys, that wasn't all Herschel Walker here. You know, you look at my offensive line and that's why sometimes I argue with people when I, they talk about my years at Georgia, I say, guys, you look at my offensive line, you know, I didn't see a lot of those guys making All-American and all this, but, you know, a running back don't do anything without those guys up front, and you don't see me get hit that many times in the backfield. 11.30 to play. Electric scoreboard flashing the words, defense, Tennessee trying to hang on to a six-point lead. Slot with an eye. Tennessee crashing off one side. We pitch it to Herschel. Going to get him out. 10, 8, 7, 5. Herschel, Herschel Walker. Tennessee gets the other side. We went to the short side and pitched it to that kid out of Johnson County. He got a block in front of him out around the six or seven and got inside of it and went in the corner standing. Give the guy some rest. It's 15 to 15. My God, what's going to happen in the next 11 minutes and 16 seconds? Robinson to try the extra point. Tennessee seven men on the line. One man's going to jump in the middle and Rex sticks it up and the kick is good for the first Time tonight, Georgia 16, Tennessee 15. 4.22 to go, Georgia leading 16 to 15. Tennessee trying to save himself here. Balls come up to the line. Oshevsky behind it. We're in a 6-5, they put a man in motion. They pitch it to the tail. He fumbles, it rolls around, everybody dies. I think Georgia's got the ball on the two-yard line. We cracked it out of his hands. Georgia's caught the ball. About the two, it squirted up in the air and somebody dove on it in the secondary. They pitched to the tail with a man in motion and ran a sweep with a couple of blockers. He cut inside. He penetrated four yards. Eddie Weaver and Joe Crimmins hit him. Georgia's got the ball on the one and a half. Oh, God, look at the clock. 4.02 and it's on a one and a half. Georgia up to the line. Power eye. Tennessee up in there. Seven men on the line. And Buck curls over the ball and somebody tried to blitz between Morrison and all. And look at the clock. Oh, look at the clock. They have come back and they beat Tennessee. 16 to 15. Player after player made key plays in that ball game and throughout that entire season. I don't know if it was just in Georgia, but I think maybe it was in college football overall where, you know, people were hesitant about putting freshmen in there. And boy, has that changed. And the Bulldogs, which trailed by a score of 15 to nothing only moments ago, now leads by a score of 16 to 15 in the final period. We were lucky to get out of there with a win, but once we did, I felt like it's interesting. This this group of, this group of guys just seemed to find the way. Well, I was just excited about the fact that that we came back in Knoxville. We went up to Knoxville and we won a big ball game on the road, and I think that said a lot about that football team. And Georgia, overpowering Tennessee, takes possession and takes home a victory. A come-from-behind triumph, 16-15, to 15, by the University of Georgia Bulldogs before the largest crowd ever to see a game in the South, 95,288 at Cleveland Stadium in Knoxville. Georgia 16, Tennessee 15.
coming out of that game, you just felt the momentum starting to build. And you realize, hey, we got a pretty good football team here. On the flight home back to Athens, I remember thinking two things. One, sure was fun leaving Knoxville with a win. And two, Herschel was special. This season, man, it was going to be a lot of fun. Academy Sports and Outdoors presents UGA 40, sponsored by Superior Plumbing and Southern Link Wireless, an exclusive presentation of Dickey Broadcasting Company Atlanta. Audio credits in this episode go to WAGA-TV, Fox 5 Atlanta, WSB-TV, IMG, and the Georgia Bulldogs Sports Network, the University of Tennessee, and the University of Georgia. UGA 40 is produced by Rob Jenners, Brandon Joseph, and Matt Lear. Get more of Buck Baloo's exclusive interviews at the fans youtube page and download all the episodes and more great fan podcasts at the podcastpark.com your team has critical calls to make southern link employees are ready before the call for all your critical moments just like critical link our mission critical lte network with public sector grade push to talk lte voice and data solutions critical link helps your team stay connected wherever duty calls rely on the network built for mission critical operations critical link from southern link beyond reliable visit southernlink.com or call 1-866-441-LINC spring is here and baseball is back you can't forget the derby i love the hats Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 